Hey, 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 how are you going? This is Create and Destroy. I am Jordan Jan, and you're listening to a very special 10-part series where I break down the top 10 questions I was asked in 2018 as um, entrepreneur-in-residence at Victoria University and as well as some of the work that we do through Rochambeau Studios with Fortune 500 companies globally. These questions I have really curated from meeting with over 5,000 people, which blew me, blew me away when I realized how many people we met with in, in 2018. This is part two. I encourage you to listen to part one first and follow this chronologically as I've put them in order of, I guess, a learner's journey. Um, that's it. Let's get into it. This is part two. I'm Jordan Jan and you're listening to Create and Destroy. So question number two that I get asked all the time is simply, but Jordy, I just don't have enough time. I don't have time to do what you're saying. And this question, I guess, is all always backed up by a, a very hasty response from me, which I'm going to get to in a second. But then I'd like to also share with you how I break up my time, which is, which is normally a question that also gets asked right after my reply. So let's break it down. The first, first part of the question is normally following my advice of just getting started and doing the damn work. It's pretty damn easy. Nothing's going to come for free. Nothing just rocks up just because you've got an idea doesn't make a difference at all. Everybody's got ideas. The most important thing is action like we covered in episode or in part one rather. Now, when you say to me, and you or when somebody, whoever says to me, Geordie, man, I don't have enough time to do what you're saying, I totally get it. I would love to argue with you in person about this, but the facts are really simple. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's really simple. Doesn't matter who you are on this planet, it's 24 hours. That's all we've got. Now, the most important thing that we do here is we prioritize what's actually important. I've fallen into the into the trap and made the mistake many times of doing things that don't actually shift the dial. Sometimes the things that help us shift the dial, a lot of, a lot of the times don't really appear that important. And these might be things like exercise or eating well or taking time out, but they are equally important in in this this scope. So First thing to note about this is that you as an individual need to realize when you're being productive versus when you're just busy. Now, it's really funny in, in this world due to, I guess, a lot of business influences that are out there popular, popularizing the hustle, I guess is a, an easy way to put it, and working those superhuman 20-hour, 18-hour days, which... You know, I've, I've done that for many, many years and I do believe that that is important. You need to get it done, but it isn't something you just dive into when in my experience, when I've gone, holy shit, man, I've just been working for 18 hours. It hasn't felt like I've been working for 18 hours. It's been just one thing after another. I've been in flow and I've really been, I guess, to use a runner's analogy, I've been hitting my stride. I've just been one foot after another. It's been really gradual and easy and I've built up to this type of speed. 
And sometimes it's really important to get to where you need to go. So first thing you need to do is realizing, are you just busy? And you're going, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so busy at the moment. And if you really reflect and you notice that you're busy, but you're not really getting anywhere, I believe that's where a little problem might live. So what we need to do when you realize that you're not really getting anywhere is we need to prioritize what you need to do to make sure that you become very productive. So on the back of knowing we all have 24 hours in a day and we all want to be productive, what we want to do is to begin to prioritize what is the most important thing you need to get done in the day all the way through to the things that aren't as important but you'd love to get to. So I personally do that by writing a list every night before I go to bed of the top 10 things that I need to do the next day. And sometimes these are as simple as go for a run. I prioritize my mental health. So I know that I need to go for a run or spend some time in the backyard, you know, not getting ripped by any stretch, but by using my body, by doing that, I, I've noticed that I can think more clearly. I am more articulate and I can achieve more in my day. That there will be contrasted by my really important activities that I need to do for a range of clients or through to, you know, life admin and tax and all those sorts of things that I know I need to prioritize. And if I don't do a little bit on all these things every single day, it turns into a massive headache later in the year. So make a list. It will help you sleep better at night if you do it the night before. If you're anything, if you're anyone like me who used to wake up at three in the morning in a cold sweat, not being able to sleep because I remembered I needed to email that person or I needed to reconcile that account or, you know, I found a problem in my head that I just can't achieve at, at three o'clock in the morning. I will wake up and ponder it for hours and that then is a, just a downward spiral for productivity over the, over the coming days. So make that list. I can't stress it enough. So if you are working a full-time job or maybe you're studying full-time as well, and I've just given you the answer of, mate, you got to do the work. And that's as simple as that. And you say, Geordie, man, I, I just don't have the time. I would encourage you to start small, just like using the funnel before you can be working those 18 hours a day on your, on your passion and on your project. And I know that's impossible if you've got even, you know, a part-time study plus a part-time job and, and maybe you've got some kids in the mix and, and, you know, all of those family, uh, family ties as well. What you need to do is start small by maybe just not sitting on the couch on social media or watching the episode of Game of Thrones or whatever you watch and exchange those hours between eight or nine to 10 or 11 at night. If you just go from, let's say eight till 10, I'm a bit of an early to bed kind of guy. So I'm definitely in bed a lot earlier, which I'll share with you in a second. But if you, if you spend just two hours per day on your idea, that there adds up to 14 hours in your week, which is two full days of work. That's how I like to think about it. So if you could just trade in two hours a day to begin with on working on your new idea or your new passion project, just a simple two hours that you're already, you know, spending, you know, 
on something else that might not be very productive for your your dream and your ambition, you're going to be immensely closer to turning this into a full-time thing. So prioritize what you're doing and trade in your social media time or trade in your keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever you want to watch for a little bit of intentional work time. That there will move you so far ahead, you, you won't believe it. Now, how do I spend my time? This is always an easy way for me to share with people how I've found a bit of balance. And I'm just going to share it with you. I've actually made a screensaver, a screensaver, yeah, of this and a, a long form blog post, which is on my website, jordanjan.com that you can, you could read at length. Um, there's also this screensaver for, for your iPhone that you can save and, and save as your, as your background, like I have, um, screensaver, that's wrong, but you know, you get what I'm saying. So I made the, in- the intentional decision to start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. It was really, really easy. I, I kind of reflected on the work that I was doing between eight and midnight, thinking that I could, you know, catch up at night. And I quickly realized that the quality of work that I was getting done at that time wasn't of quality. I then reflected and looked at the work that I was getting done, both in a design sense and in a traditional business sense. Um, and admin sort of stuff, there was far less errors in the morning because I I just think it's mental fatigue. The the longer that you're awake and the more variables you throw at yourself, like stress and weather and uh, food definitely, definitely affects you. I found that starting work earlier was going to help. So this is what my day looks like. I wake up, my alarm is always set for 4.55. I make sure that when that alarm goes off um, and trust me to start with, it's going to suck. It's going to suck so much. But when that alarm goes off, you need to have your feet on the ground within five seconds, absolutely five seconds. So what I do when I have my alarm go off, I quickly jolt up, I click, I click snooze, um, but I don't snooze. That's my backup plan. So I click snooze, I sit up, my feet are on the ground. I'm kind of a little bit delirious, but in my head, I have the NASA countdown. So in my head, I go five, four, three, two, one. And on one, I'm up and I'm walking straight to the bathroom. In the the morning, I'll have a quick rinse. I'll go to the bathroom. I'm ready for the day. By five o'clock, it's it's normally a cold shower as well to kind of wake me up really quickly. By five o'clock, I'm back at my desk in the kitchen at home. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Nobody's emailing me. My phone is not ringing. And I know I have the next three hours to get a damn good head start on everybody else. So I then, I spend from five until um, nine o'clock at that desk. The first two hours, so all of five and all of six o'clock, I am crunching through the list that I made the night before. And most of the time that list is completed by eight o'clock. So the first two hours of myself being awake, I have done everything on the list. Now these could be huge tasks or small tasks, but most likely in two really solid hours of work, I am miles ahead. Eight o'clock comes. I then put the kettle on. 
I walk outside, I have a little setup, which I have two of those gymnastics rings hanging from um, this bar on my balcony that I was lucky enough to have. Um, and I have a quick 10 minute little little routine, which is nothing fancy. It's a couple push-ups, a couple pull-ups, and I just hold my body weight um, um, at like a gymnastics kind of hold. Um, definitely not like the Iron Cross or anything amazing. I just get my blood circulating, my body moving, couple push-ups, couple sit-ups sort of thing, and I'm ready for action. That there, I put my headphones on and I've got some some music. It depends on my mood. It might be rap. It might be um, something produced. It, it just really depends on my mood. It doesn't matter, but I've always got some some music cranking. While the kettle's boiling, I smash out that 10 minutes. I um, go back in side um and i make a little coffee a little pour over coffee to get the day started as that's brewing i have another quick little rinse because i was i got sweaty in that 10 minutes i'm a bit of a clean freak so i want to be nice and fresh um and i put on my work clothes i then spend from at, at this time we're at about quarter past eight so i've got 45 minutes to have a coffee i will have a butter coffee so i'll chuck in a tablespoon of uh, cultured unsalted butter into my coffee cup, blend it up real quick. Then I'll sip on my coffee. And um, to be completely honest, I'll catch up on what's happening on YouTube. So that's my little 45 minute of, of I guess, reality TV or catching up with some bloggers or you know listening to a podcast or a vlog or something like that. After that, I have all my work done and it's nine o'clock. My day from nine until uh, four o'clock is normally booked out with meetings. So I then spend the day either smashing out half an hour back-to-back meetings or one hour back-to-back meetings. Um, I always try to make sure that I have a little lunch break at about one or two o'clock. At that time, I have um, normally scrambled eggs and bacon with no bread. That is my normal go-to um, lunch. I try to follow a low-carb, high-fat. I definitely wouldn't call it keto because I'm, I'm not that strict on it. I do like a beer and that sort of stuff, but I've just noticed if I have a sandwich or if I have pasta or anything, even granola and oats, it just slows me down a little bit. So I try to steer clear from that as much as possible. Four o'clock rolls around and I'm well fed. I've caught up with everything. And throughout those meetings, I've been making notes of little things that I might need to do. I might need to send a thank you email. I might need to follow up or research something. Um, it really depends on, on who I'm meeting with. But I make sure at four o'clock, it's pens down, it's, you know, laptops shut and I'll try to get a run in. And I've, I allow myself just a window between four and five to, to get a run. I try to listen to my body. I'll either do um, normally about seven to 12 Ks in that kind of region. And I try to do that every single day. Um, if I miss a day, it will probably be on the longer side of the fence. Um, gone are the days of doing well, at the moment anyway, like a 20 K run or something like that, just because I've found it, it's a lot more effective for me to get a smaller run in every single day than trying to find a few, an extra hour or so. So by five, six o'clock, I'm home preparing dinner. Um, Madison and I have dinner normally between, I guess, six and seven or maybe even seven thirty. Well, we kind of have an early dinner while when we've both just got back from the gym and from the run. And um we have dinner together. We always 
trying to sit at the table and have dinner together and have a great, great chat and a catch up. Um, then while Mads has a shower, I've now got about an hour, you know, she, her, hour, her showers aren't an hour, but I then spend about another hour between, well, sometimes to be honest, maybe if it's, it's two hours between seven and eight thirty nine. I'm catching up on all the things that I needed to get done from those meetings. So that's sending some emails. It's um, kind of ticking things off the list, but I'm also creating the list for the next day. So they're the bigger, more time, um, time sensitive matters that need to be done. And by 8.30, I'm in bed. So I go to bed. That's when we're normally watching a little series or something. And that's it. That's the the day done. I'm knackered by that point. I've got two, I've got a little workout and a run in. I've tried to, you know, eat as, as clean. Well, it's not really clean, is it? But I try to, you know, not have too much sugar or too many coffees or that sort of thing. So I can sleep very, very well. And I find that because of that, I've then allowed myself, if you look at the maths, seven hours to work, um, no, sorry, seven hours to sleep. I have throughout the day smashed out about 14 hours of solid work. Um, I've had two hours of exercise there and about an hour of kind of just eating time. So it definitely doesn't feel like I've done a 14-hour work day, but that's kind of what the maths looks like. And from doing that, I find I am insanely productive um, because I'm working in little blocks and little chunks of time rather than trying to do this nine to five thing. I, I've, I always say that uh, Rochambeau and myself, we're part of the future of work and we work 24 hours a day. We're always doing something and that's how I break up my day. And so I, I encourage you to find out, find out how and what works for you from experimenting. But this here seems to work really well for me. So if you experiment with anything similar let me know hit me up with a dm and that there was part two of the top 10 questions of 2018 i will talk to you guys in part three